Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Omaha, Joe Stanton. And as we get ready to kick off week 15 and this Thursday night matchup between the Chiefs and the Chargers, Joe, we got to look back at week three because these two teams played and you were there. I was, yep, up in the nosebleeds when I was there in Kansas City for this one. So, I mean, it doesn't get much better than... You know, I, it was all planned in advance. Of course, I was going to go to this because I knew of the Thursday night football schedule. Just the, yes. just the master plan. But you can't get better than seeing it live. Um, and what a game it was. It was fantastic. Real close. I mean, w- way to take one for the team to go and right. scout this match out, matchup out 12 weeks early. Exactly. Yeah, I actually, I think I saw you at, at, the, at the game. You were that one guy wearing red, right? Yeah, the one guy wearing red. Yeah, Andrew, it's just it's just dedication. It really is. It's what it boils down to. Yeah, the sea of red. Uh, must have been an awesome atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it was. Didn't turn out well for the Chiefs, though, in the end, as the Chargers won that one, 30-24. That was a story, story of turnovers, though. Casey was moving yeah. the ball. They kept turning it over. Um, interesting game. Kind of sluggish, because uh, I watched the tape again. A lot of running, a lot of short passing, and then those turnovers. Um, but two teams still managed to get to 54 total points. The total here on this one's 52. Kansas City favored by three, even though this one's in L.A. And we've got some uh, injury news to talk about mm-hmm. on the Kansas City side. So let me hit that uh, to start. We've got Josh Gordon out with COVID. Three key defenders out for KC this week. Defensive tackle Chris Jones. We've got linebacker Willie Gay and cornerback Legarius Sneed. So uh, that's going to come into play for your breakdown. Let's hit the Chargers mm-hmm. side, too. We've got Eckler, who I'm going to call him probable. You know, he's had limited practices the last couple of days. You know, I guess technically he's questionable. Game time decision. I'm kind of thinking he plays, but uh, we'll get into that on your breakdown as well. And then the left tackle is out for the Chargers, uh, Slater. Uh, he's got COVID or he's on the COVID list. So that could uh, make a difference uh, in that uh, pass blocking situation. But let's start on the KC side here, the favorites. And the matchup I like here the most is the the running uh, matchup. Pro Football Focus gives it an 82% run blocking advantage for KC. And back in that week three game that you saw, CEH carried it 17, 17 times for 100 yards. They also caught one and took it into the end zone. So I like CEH this week. You know, he didn't have to do too much against Las Vegas on Sunday because they just destroyed them 48-9. to nine, Yeah. And they were able to get the, the backups in in that second half. You know, so much so that Derek Gore had 11 touches, uh, including nine carries. So the, the lead guys didn't have to do too much. So I think they've got more rest than usual for a Thursday night game. So I, I like CH here, and he's a really good price, Joe. 7000 on DraftKings, 11000 on FanDuel. Are you as interested in him as I am? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the Chargers' main weakness is against running backs. They've already allowed 18 scores um, to the running back position, and really any decent running back, like backfield, has been going for 100 yards. Um, what's interesting about CEH is he's never topped 14 carries this season minus in week three, when he had 17 carries against the chargers, um, for a hundred yards and he even followed it up the next week with a hundred yards. So 
the carry limit kind of, you know, it scares me a little bit because I know Williams is going to be really involved um, in the backfield as well. So that's another play option as well. But I think you have to tar- attack the Chargers from the running back position. Um, CH is the lead guy. Um, but it seems to me that he has a little bit of a cap on how many carries he's been getting. Yep. Good points there. And let, yeah, let's be honest here. Every run that CEH gets or Dale Williams, that means that it's not a throw for Herbert on the other side. So both of these teams are going to want to establish that running game, keep it out of the other quarterback's hands, mm-hmm. uh, you know, keep the uh, their own defense on the sidelines resting. So uh, I like CEH here. My favorite pass catcher for KC, I'll just jump right to it. It's a man named Travis Kelsey. Uh, like the tight up uh, tight end matchup here against the Chargers, and he was really strong in week three, caught seven, mm-hmm. went over 100 yards. Uh, you know, he hasn't been in the end zone in a while. Mm-hmm. I think he's due. I agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. He, what was it, 104 yards on seven receptions in week three? I mean, I, I'm going to reference this all the time. I was there. Um, <laughs> he looked really, really good. Um, since then, he's only topped 100 yards once. Um, but I agree with you. I think um, I think he repeats here. Um, it's a really good matchup um, against the Chargers. The wide receiver matchup isn't as great um, against the Chargers, so that's why I do like Kelsey a lot as well as a pass catcher. Yeah, I mean, it's tough here for quarterbacks and wide receivers against the Chargers. We know they have a really strong secondary. Yep. Um, you know, they did a pretty good job holding down Mahomes and the wide receivers. Mahomes had two picks. One of them was kind of a fluke. The other one was at the end of the game, it just was. a bad play. Um, Joe, you probably yelled at him for that one. Uh, well, it, what, what was funny is that I, I remember that day. It was really sticky. It was really hot out. Um, and Tyreek Hill dropped a lot of passes in that game, a lot. And that contributed to one of the interceptions, um, was a slant to Tyreek Hill um, that popped up. So, yeah, it was just um, the weather maybe impacted a little bit um, just with just the humidity of Kansas city. Um, but you're right. One of those interceptions um, was kind of a fluke and yeah, Hill was dropping the, there was a lot of drop cat dropped um, passes in that game. Yeah, there were by, by multiple guys. I, I just mm-hmm. remember the one from uh, Pringle. Uh, that was a deep, a deep ball that was 25 yards or so. And he dropped it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that leads me to my next point here with these wide receivers, not as high on them as Kelsey, and they did limit Tyreek to five catches on, you know, for 56 yards. Kept him out of the end zone. Um, so I, I don't, I don't want to pay up for him in my cash lineup. And he's a lot more expensive than Kelsey on DraftKings. He's 11-4. Kelsey's only 8-6. Yeah, those guys are usually a lot closer together on DraftKings. You're right. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. good. Yeah, I think um, for me, I, I agree with you on DraftKings. It's really easy to stay away from Tyree Kill. Um, in a cash lineup on FanDuel, I agree with you. I think Kelsey is the safer option that I would like to go with. I think the idea that Tyree Kill had a lot of drop catches, people are going to look at that week three and say, okay, I don't want to go to Tyree Kill. Um, an injury that um, in the Chargers backfield who's questionable is Derwin James, um, the safety Derwin James. So I actually think if Derwin James is out for this game, because he's one of the best safeties in the NFL, I actually think Tyreek Hill is a very interesting GPP play on FanDuel, and that's given the news of Derwin uh, Derwin James. So I'm with you. I'm not really high on the right receivers, but if that specific situation plays out, um, I think I might go to Tyreek Hill. Okay. 
For the cheaper guys, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about Hardman and Pringle because Pringle has been getting more and more snaps. Mm-hmm. Last week, he had 21 out in the slot, eight out wide. Hardman only had seven in the slot and only five out wide. Um, he got one more catch than Pringle. They were lightly targeted because, again, it was a blowout. And, again, these these numbers are courtesy of our friends at PFF. But Pringle's been getting you know more snaps, and he's cheaper. Um, so I like Pringle better for those two reasons. Um, you know, Hardman has big play upside. He doesn't need a ton of touches to pay off his price tag. But uh, that's how I'm approaching it, again, on the on the cash lineup, is, is Pringle over Hardman and also over Demarcus Robinson, who's just not getting targeted very much. Yeah, I, I think the exact same thing. I don't think the prices have caught up to the shift in playing time. Um, Hardman was even asked, he's, you know, they were asked, Hey, how do you feel about getting less snaps? And he said, you know, as long as we're winning, um, it's okay with me. So I I actually don't necessarily think, uh, think that trend is going to change. Um, so I completely agree. Um, I would go Pringle over Hardman. Although like we've been saying, um, the wide receivers aren't, you know, our favorite place to look. Right. All right. Um, so then Holmes, of course, um, you know, it's it's a tough situation when you when you think about fading him and Tyreek Hill, but I yeah. think you can on FanDuel. I think you can. Could you, you know, they've got a lot of big weapons on the other side. At the start of the year, could you have thought yourself saying that sentence of fading the homes and Tyreek Hill? Uh, did the word the words actually just came out of my mouth? It doesn't. <laughs> I mean, can I take them back? <laughs> no, right? It's weird. Yeah, it's it's it, it it's uneasy to it's an uneasy feeling to say those words. Yeah. All right. Well, any other thoughts here on KC before you take over the Chargers side? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I'm in the same boat as you with Mahomes and Hill. Um, okay. I think you could play Mahomes, obviously. Um, and I think I, I, there's a good chance I do just because I imagine it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, so you, I want to have the quarterback options. And it's not like Mahomes has completely lost his gusto, but he's just not the explosive quarterback that he was. Um, it's, a, it's a different season, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the, the cover, too, the uh, defenses are throwing at him, and he's starting to just check it down more, and they're running it, and that does limit the upside. He was very efficient last week. I'll, I'll end on that. 20 for 24 for 258, two scores, no picks. Mm-hmm. So you like that. Um, but, yeah, much better matchup here on the ground. Yeah, great point. Great point. Awesome. Um, Andrew, before we transition to the Chargers side of the ball, um, of course, we'd love to mention checking us out at DFSCoachTalk.com. Um, that's where you can see a lot of our membership options from three-day to five-day to the full season. Uh, five-day membership, perfect. Um, jump in up with us on Thursday night. You get us through the Monday night football game. You get the full week 15 of NFL um, for $19. And when you jump in our Discord, uh, we give out full FanDuel lineups, uh, DraftKings clipboard, um, and full Yahoo lineups. Um, and you get to just chat with us and the rest of the community as well. Um, it's just a great time. So check us out over there at DFSCoachTalk.com. Um, when you become a member, you get all sports. Um, and check us out at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter, uh, where you can chat with us over there as well. Um, you know, behind in front of the paywall, in front of the paywall. Um, and we get we like to give some insights and updates over there as well. So, you know, feel free to interact us with us over there. Um, Andrew, you got anything else? No, well said. Perfect. Um, great. So we'll we'll dive into um, the LA Chargers, um, like you said, they won that matchup um, against Week Three. Mike Williams had the two touchdown and then the 
walk-off two-point conversion um, to seal the deal. So um, I'm sure this is something that's been penciled on the Chiefs um, and Chargers calendar for some time. Um, the Chargers are one loss behind the Chiefs, but the division is a division matchup. So I think both teams are going to play really hard. Um, that goes to the high-scoring game. Um, before I get into the passing game, I, I want to start off on the on the running back side as well. Um, Austin Eckler is questionable for this one. Um, limited participant. It would have been nice if someone from the coaching staff was, hey, you know, I think he's going to play or we're hopeful. But um, you're right. I think he does play. It's just a little bit of a bummer that we haven't gotten a little little nudge in that direction. Um, and although the Chiefs are improved on defense, which I'll get to, um, over the last three weeks and the last five weeks, they've allowed the third most yards to running backs. Um, and that's just where you attack them. They've given up 11th in the fantasy points allowed, but they're just giving up a lot of yards on the ground. Um, obviously, Javante Williams had that big game on Sunday Night Football. Um, you know, go Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> um, in week three, Eckler went 11 for 55 on the ground, six for 52 in a touchdown. They were using him a lot in the short passing game. Um, he's gotten seven touchdowns in the last five games. So what I'm trying to say is I think Austin Eckler is a fantastic play um, on this slate if he plays. Um, Andrew, what do you think? If not, who do you think you might go to in the Chargers' backfield? If not, I always, I've always liked Justin Jackson. Um, you know, he he usually does okay when he gets touches. He's not he's not the Eckler level of skill, but very capable. And two thousand on DraftKings. I mean, if Eckler's yeah. out, Jackson is absolutely locked into every single lineup. He's a lot more expensive on FanDuel at ten thousand, so he's fadeable. But again, he he would be in my cash lineup at that price. But the, the one thing I want to add about the position, whoever's out there, is that KC, they give up a lot of receptions to running backs. In the last four weeks, they've given up seven, seven, eight, and nine. And we all know that the Chargers like to throw the ball to Austin Eckler. He's yeah. very strong as a receiver. He gets a, a much bigger proportion of his touches from catches than most. Mm. Um, and... Even when they're ahead, they'll throw it to him. That's what happened in week three because uh, the Chargers had the lead and they were throwing it to Eckler. Um, and if they're behind, of course, they're going to throw it to him as well. So I like right. Eckler to catch a bunch of passes and pay off the price tag. Yeah, absolutely. I think actually um, something to add there is, like you said earlier, Slater um, is going to be out um, for the Chargers. So you have uh, Trey Pipkins stepping up and that old line is just kind of hurt with injuries um, throughout the season. So I don't think Justin Herbert's going to have um, a lot of time to throw. So if he does have, you know, he has to quick dump. I think that's absolutely where you look at Austin Eckler for a bunch of, for a bunch of catches at the backfield. Excellent. All right. Well, how about the passing game? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start with Justin Herbert. Um, he went 26 for 38 with four touchdowns. Uh, last time they played 281 yards. Um, even last game against Cincinnati, he went 275 for three touchdowns. So Justin Herbert's really looks sharp. Um, sophomore QB. Um, he's really it's good. I will say this the Chiefs rank 25th in fancy points allowed to QBs. However, it's a tale of different halves for this team. The Chiefs rank 28th in defensive DVOA in weeks one through nine. And then since week 10, only the Patriots have a better DVOA. So the Chiefs are second since week 10. I mean, they just have guys healthy again. Um, Tavarius Ward is back. Chris Jones was back for that time stretch, out for this game. 
Um, Melvin Ingram trade from the Steelers and Frank Clark are all healthy. Um, Chris Jones being out um, affects the pass rush, which is why I still like Herbert. But point being, the Chiefs have just been a more improved defense um, against the Raiders, Broncos, um, and the Cowboys. They've kept them all to nine points in the last three games. So they're just looking really good across the board defensively. Um, like I said, though, with um, Chris Jones being out and Justin Herbert just playing the way he is, um, I do like Justin Herbert in this game. Um, he looked really sharp in um, the last game against the Chiefs in week three. So with all that being said, um, I actually think the Chiefs defense is has a good chance of containing Herbert. Um, but with a high-scoring game um, or a game that I just think is going to be close, um, I think you have to consider Justin Herbert. Yeah, well said. I mean, three straight weeks, like you said, with exactly nine points allowed. Mm-hmm. And even going back five weeks, they're, they're only averaging 9.6 points allowed per game. But you contrast that with the injuries. And so I do have faith here in Herbert, who's been sharp lately, to, yep. to you know, really, I, I do lean him over Mahomes, and he's cheaper on both sides. So, you know, he is squarely in play for me. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it too, just with the roster construction. I definitely like a Herbert-Eckler kind of match. Um, like we said, a lot of passes, passes out of the backfield. Um, Austin Eckler had three touchdowns, um, you know, that three touchdown game, and they were all on the air. Um, so I definitely think that connection is really strong. Um, from the other pass catchers, um, you have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, Guyton, and Palmer. Um, Mike Williams, of course, was the storyline in week three. Um, two touchdowns, you know, 120 plus yards. Um, however, since the start of the year, Mike Williams has really dipped um, from the production that he was putting up. Um, and he didn't match up against Kavarius Ward in that game either. And Ward's going to be back for this one. And he's been playing really well. Um, so I'm a little nervous for Mike Williams in this game. Um, to be honest, he hasn't had a touchdown since that Steelers game. And that was really the last play of the game in the fourth quarter. And before that he was slipping as well. Um, just getting looks in the red zone. So I, I don't know exactly what changed. Um, Keenan Allen has passed him obviously for targets, which is what we expected anyways, but Mike Williams was just blown by him at the start of the year. So I think Keenan Allen's a safer play. Um, he went eight for 50 and a touchdown in week three as well. Um, and Keenan Allen, unfortunately has a matchup against Felton, which isn't great. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I like Keenan Allen as a safe play. I'm not too high on Mike Williams, but both of them combined that. I don't know if I'm too overly excited about either. Yeah, well said. Again, uh, I agree that Allen is the safer play, gets the heavy targets, and I do lean him. I mean, look what uh, Renfro did last week against KC. Mm-hmm. 13 catches for 117 and a touchdown. So you can you can beat them there. Um, and Williams, he's just – like you said, he, he's he's touchdown dependent. That touchdown against the Steelers was a busted coverage. Mm-hmm. And with the lower target volume, you know, he can have just duds like last week where he was pretty chalky. Six yeah. for 61. We did not put him on our clipboard on DraftKings. We decided to fade that chalk. We went with Jalen Guyton, actually, who was a much better value. Uh, but Williams, you know, because he has the, the, the great touchdown upside and he can get a couple, uh, he's scary to fade. Uh, and, uh, you know, he showed against KC that first time around. He's got that size advantage. Uh, he obviously knows how to take advantage of it, and, and Herbert knows how to get it to him. So he's, 
you know, he's a little tough to fade. He's, you know, similar to Tyreek right. Hill, guy who can get two or three touchdowns, and, sure. you know, in a heartbeat. So, but yeah. I do think Allen is the safer play again. Yeah, I completely agree. It's hard to fade him completely um, because of that upside, but definitely not like the favorite play to look. And I actually think with the ownership, people looking at week three and be like, wow, look at Mike Williams having a great game. Um, he might go over a little, little more owned than he should. Um, so that's that's pretty much where I'm at with um, the Allens, Williams. But um, between Guyton and Palmer, um, both had good games um, last week. Um, they both scored a touchdown along with Cook. Um Palmer actually outsnapped Guyton, um, 87% to 59%, um, which was a little surprising because before that, the the 13 weeks prior, when everyone was healthy, um, Guyton was consistently outsnapping Palmer. So um, I expect that to be the same in this in this game. I think you can definitely look at Guyton um, as a cheap value option um, at wide receiver, and actually um, my favorite um, value pass catcher in this game is Donald Parham. Um, so you have Jared Cook and Parham as the tight ends. Um, at the start of the year, Cook was playing probably um, 20% more snaps than Parham, but slowly as the weeks have kind of come, it's, it's converged into last week where Cook played 44% of the snaps, Parham played 41. Um, so it's a lot more even-even now. Um, both had two receptions. Um, last week, Cook had eight yards and a touchdown. Parham had 13 yards and a touchdown. So it's not like a high volume, but from a price perspective, um, Cook is 7.5K on FanDuel. Parham is 6K. On DraftKings, um, Cook is 5,400, and Parham is 2,400. Um, so if you're looking, if you want to go to the tight end spot, which PFF gives a good you know, matchup value for the Chargers tight ends, look to the value guy, in my opinion. Lower owned, um, most likely, um, Herbert has been going to bar Parham in important situations on like third downs. It's not just been a dump off player and garbage time. Um, so I actually think you can look at both, um, but I prefer Parham for a cheaper option. So I think Guyton and Parham are interesting to look at on the Chargers side. Yeah, I mean, Parham, it, you know, it's a lot easier to get him in as a sixth guy on DraftKings, no doubt about it, because of that right. 3K savings. Uh, and then Guyton, uh, the one thing I want to add there is – in that first matchup, he only had one target against Casey, but it was a deep shot to the end zone. And they will take deep shots to him as evidence with his line last week, three for mm -hmm. 87 in a score. So I, I do like Guyton here as a nice you know, mid-tier to cheap option uh, to, to sneak into the lineup, maybe, maybe the GPP. Yeah, absolutely. I, we should be thankful we're playing this game in L.A. so we don't have to worry about uh, Chiefs-Kansas City weather, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Should be nice and nice and pleasant. Absolutely. So, okay. Uh, anything else to add, or do we do we talk kickers? It's kicker time. Good, good. You um, saw him, you saw him in person. Well, actually, uh, Hopkins wasn't playing that day for uh, the Chargers, but you saw you saw Butker. Um, these guys, pretty good numbers on both of them. They've only missed mm -hmm. three field goals each. Yeah, I mean, Butker's been consistently one of the top kickers. Um, Hopkins uh, has been doing well as well. I guess before I give you my opinion, Andrew, do you think you'll play one of the kickers this week? <sighs> you know, my first lineup build on DraftKings, I didn't have enough for either one on my last guy in. They're coming in to play more for me on FanDuel, though. So I could see myself with one of them over there, and I do have a preference. Okay. 
Um, I'm in the same boat. I think on DraftKings, it's a little tough. Um, on FanDuel, um, I'm leaning. I'm not going to go with a kicker. Um, but if I were to go with one, I think I would go with Butker. Um, I think Me playing too. From, oh, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Butker, you know, the Chiefs playing from behind, um, I don't think they're going to be the, be able to move the ball as easily. Um, but they're still a great offense, so they're going to be able to get into, you know, scoring situations, um, you know, to, to kick those field goals. And Butker is just crazy consistent. So that's my thinking there. Yeah, I just love – I mean, he's had six field goals over 50 yards this year. Hopkins only one. And he's just got a great leg. I mean, right. he's got he's got great confidence from all those long field goals. And that's what you need on FanDuel is a guy who can get a couple of those, an extra point or two, and all of a sudden you're looking at 12 to 15 points. And that can be a game changer uh, with the pricing structure that they always have for kickers right in that 8,500 to 9,000 range. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good. We'll wrap it up. Tie with the bow. We're, uh, we got the kickers on lock. <laughs> there you have it. That uh, covers all the key position groups. Hope everybody's looking forward to uh, an exciting matchup. This is a great matchup yeah. of winning teams, uh, AFC West uh, division positioning on the line. So I can't wait to tune in. Uh, Omaha Joe, hope you have a lot more uh, fun just relaxing on the couch for this one. Um, you've done I, your research back in week three. You can just take it easy this time around. You know, I almost wore, I, because it's the AFC West matchup, I almost wore my Broncos jersey for this one. <laughs> yeah, just as a reminder, as your, <laughs> yeah. your true loyalty. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, great. Well, that'll do it for today. Make sure to check out the rest of the NFL podcast we put out this weekend for week 15 as we try to hammer it all the way through the weekend. Check out the NBA podcast seven days a week. And uh, good luck on your lineups. So that's it. On behalf of Omaha Joe and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.